Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The best. The number one. Greatest innovation the game has brought in. 40-20. Are we ready? Yeah. We Whenever, we yeah I mean, yeah. are we ready? Well, no. <laughs> Make up. Just so you don't say something libelous. Where's the wardrobe? Where's the li- libel? Libel. Oh. Well, I can't see it properly because uh, not my laptop down, but never mind. Uh, welcome to, to the return. We're live in the studio, 4020 Live, celebrating 10 years of excitement. Um, Are we? Well, it's Can ten, we have a testimony? It's 10 years. Well, we haven't been in the same place at all 10 years, have we? Which means we can have a, not a testimony. Some place. No, no, no. Is, is it? 10 years since uh, Ken Bates got annoyed with Leeds United's new owners and decided to. Uh, Start a rival radio station, which had nothing to do with Yorkshire Radio, which we always have to point out for legal reasons. And, uh, yeah, so the 10th anniversary is coming up early in March. I'll try and find some audio of those early days to share with you. Because some people have gone on to massive success and some people are... We're here, Phil. <laughs> we're still here. We're on the first one and we're still here. Who's the guest, Phil? I mean, James is here. Who's our, who's our guest today? Yeah. Um, Joe, Joe Gardner, um, the man behind the Channel 4 coverage of Rugby League last year, um, worked on Rugby League Raw, which I think we have to say award winning, as opposed to award, as opposed to award, award, award yeah, nominated, yeah, yeah. which we were, um, which was groundbreaking, <laughs> but was never given the chance to breathe, involved with, um, currently done a documentary with Sand. Anyway, it's Mr. Television. Can I just say you don't look old enough to have worked on rugby league? Right? <laughs> he that he said straight out of yeah. school. Well, I was. I'm sure I was, I was at school when that was on. Yeah, yeah, I was. I was. Um, I was twenty twenty one. Right. In fact, I was still at university because I was working at Yorkshire Television on placement from uni, and knocked on the door of the head of sport at Yorkshire TV and said, "Hello, please give me a job." And he said, "Do you like rugby league?" And I said, "Absolutely. I'm from Hull. I love it." <laughs> And he said, oh, we're doing a um, new series called Rugby League Raw. So I started working on that for free. And then got a job at Calendar. For free. For free. Got to put that bit. That's Rugby League. That's what you do, kids. Uh, And, um, yeah, just just kind of took it from there, really. And then managed to 
get a job in the media, which obviously very lucky to have. Yeah, so. What a great experience that was for a yeah. one year old. Yeah, that. yeah. What a great program. It was uh, groundbreaking at the time, definitely. I'm surprised that never got continued or I don't know it was such well, a great format how, how long did it run for a couple of years yeah it was an ITV initially a guy called Nick Beaumont um, went to went to the Northern Ford Premiership at the time and, and got a deal with Ford to pay for it and right. really clever way of doing it and then um, it moved to the BBC PDI who do Super League Show they then worked alongside Nick um, and yeah Mark Chapman worked on it voiced it and it was it was fantastic I like to say what the to him <laughs> exactly yeah he was trying to get into sport at the time and somehow ended up working on Rugby League Rock which was fantastic the thing the thing to extend it a little bit is one of the exciting things about this season coming up is that every game is going to be shown and we now know the details of Super League Plus and Sky going to have their own streaming platform French deal apparently free to air deal content is going to be king because it can't just be matches yeah are we going back to the days of Rugby League Raw? Is this typical Rugby League that the wheel is going to come full circle and people are going to be mic'd up in the dressing rooms and you're going to get access all areas? Yeah, I think the thing about Rugby League Raw and there'd been other there'd been other shows in football and you've seen clips of like lower league managers who've done something similar. But I think what Rugby League Raw did is it actually made it into a into a con, into a sort of a series and it was something where uh, you knew what you were getting and it, and it kind of became a cult thing. And I think. Um, it's kind of gone full circle like you're saying sports content is king now as you see all these documentaries all these fantastic sports people who are involved in these in this sports content world and rugby league kind of has to go back to it I think to compete and to stay relevant really so I think yeah I'm not going to talk about it in a, in a bit the, the the film we've done with Sam and some other bits and bobs which I'm trying to get off the ground and, and looking at and um, yeah it's exciting times so we should do a, a behind the scenes of the referees then well, I've said this before. I've written about it in the magazine, well, have I not? There was a media day. Yeah. Oh, the, we were there. The, we were there, the yeah, referees yeah. were opened up. Yeah. We, we could, well, not literally, but we were allowed to, you know, not only invade their space and see what they do and, and, and how onerous it is, but uh, interview them as personalities mm. in their own right. So, yeah, absolutely. Of course we should. Um, particularly, you know, the, lo- the laws aren't particularly changing this season, but the game's going to look a bit different with all the... Uh, areas particularly around the play the ball with every game having a video referee we, we need to know more about these people and, and actually how hard the job is and, and that was the great thing about the media days that we got a sense of that Yeah, I, think that's I didn't know you did Pilates I never, well we didn't do that when I was there oh they do now, <laughs> hanging off benches <laughs> and free massages and stuff I'm still recovering from getting down on the floor with Marcus Griffiths that was a bad idea I know exactly <laughs> I'm not sure that that's going to come across the way you meant it to interview him yeah exactly, that's yeah. what I was doing he was, he was on that big ball thing no an idea I'd had and I'd written about it in the 4020 magazine was about like you could get somebody say like a John Wilkin or a Kyle Amar and throw them the whistle get them on a referee's course and, and let them have a go at it and I think getting a, a player's perspective on on refereeing and, and, and getting them to see how actually difficult it is as a role, mm-hmm. I think might give somebody more of an insight than just getting a referee to talk yeah. about it. I'm see, saying, there's a role for both, by the way. Your next project. So that's just going to be the referee. Just gonna say that. Mike, Mike, up the referee. There was a bit on boots and all where Steve O did that, wasn't there? I'm sure that happened. I'm sure that happened. 
In between the crosswords and uh, <laughs> getting bit by. Uh, I mean, boots and, up, boots and all is a kind of magazine program that needs bringing which back. One, which but, one's boots but, on but a bit old-fashioned in style, I would say that. I think I think you're right. In the, the, I mean, I've not I've seen the, 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 some clips on the Sam Sam thing. There's been recently one by I don't know if it's the IRB for rugby union on the World Cup referees. Again, behind the scenes footage and stuff, and, and understanding personalities. I've not watched it yet. I need to watch it. But like the wheelchair documentary was really mm. good recently. York are just producing yeah. their own. I think aren't they? Yeah. I know there's another club um, below Super League that are looking to try and get somebody on board to produce their story. I think there's. We all want to hear about yeah. Holden. And the book that was it Tony Hannan uh, that did on on Battle the Underdogs that was a fascinating story and fell lucky mm-hmm. with some of the stories that fell in line that year, but. I think that's the way to maybe attract a new audience that you know you could watch that wheelchair documentary and not really know anything about wheelchair rugby league and, 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 and get invested in the people behind it Paul was asked what, have you, what has he missed you missed nothing yet Paul the what? usual high level of conversation <laughs> that <laughs> made us award nominated but didn't, didn't win I bought the shirt earlier that's, that's, that's dented the funds for the programme this month I mean, here's, here's the first question, Joe. Uh, as we've gone ten minutes in and asked loads of questions already, what does the TV producer do? What do you, what can we blame you for? On the TV coverage <laughs> that we all moan about, what what's your what's your what's your area of work that we can blame? Expertise, you for? I think, is the word that you're looking yeah. for. It's been a long day. I think it depends. I think you you look at editorial essentially. So it's always about what are you going to film? What is the editorial hook? How do you tell the story? Um, when it's on a live show, so when you, you're down as a producer of a live show like Channel 4, it'd be my job to look at um, what the VT is going to be, the video at the start, to get people interested. How are you going to structure the chats? What's the analysis going to be on? Um, how are you then going to link in and out of each individual piece of analysis or, or VT? Um, and just try and give the viewer the best possible intro into the match. If you're making a VT and you're going along to do a piece on, say, referees, you do the same thing but in a, in a small, smaller way so you would look at how you tell the story and, and how that gets across whereas the director would sit in the chair and direct the game that's that's kind of a separate a separate sort of skill in itself so we can't blame you for the endless shots of coaches on, on no, matches when no that's nothing right. to do with me <laughs> there you go <laughs> what about establishing a rapport with presenters is that an important massive, part of what yeah, you do massive, massive thing yeah and it's certainly on on a live show where you're bringing in new talent who haven't worked on it. By the way, we say talent, that sounds, it's quite a TV term, but it's just what you say. When you bring in, we are the talent. Uh, you are, yeah. We are the talent. Um, when you're bringing in new guests, sorry, uh, who are, uh, they, they might bring some, they might be new to the game and you need to kind of, and I say the game as in TV producing, you need to give them uh, instruction or just help them. Um, rapport is exactly that, is making sure that from the start of the show till the end, um, the energy is consistent, and it's the sort of the way you want to present the game in a certain way. Again, that's the producer's job, definitely. So you, I think I think um, some of the way that Channel Four produced it um, was deliberately different than what Sky did yeah. it. You know, and I think this idea of having you present presentation in the corner of the the ground at pitch level that's caught on. Sky have sort of copied that, and whether that might have been done for budgetary reasons, I don't know. But I think it got you closer to the action. You know, there was a game, I think, at OKR when I was video refereeing. I think the ball boy, not the ball boys, the mascots and stuff, there were a lot of kids or school kids were going around before, and something happened, yeah. and it caught Helen Skelton's attention. And it was funny, and it was genuinely funny moment. And I think with when you don't have, if you have a studio, you lose that. So was something like that, would have that yeah, been? Yeah, definitely. I think Channel 4, their strap line is altogether different. So I think the key thing was 
to, to embrace that I think and obviously having Helen and Adam who aren't your stereotypical rugby league presenters um, brought something new and I think we just tried to embrace that and make sure that anyone watching that coverage for the first time would maybe think oh this is a bit different to how I've seen it before and that's not to say we're trying to be different to anyone else but I think it was just to embrace the people we had the channel we were on the time we're on as well 12 o'clock is quite mm-hmm. a different time and I think we were able to say right let's go on the pitch let's make it feel raw feel different you know make make everyone at home feel like they're maybe part of it and not in the studio and, and like you say she she pokes someone in the head with her clipboard like and yeah. Adam's you know people coming over and hugging Adam you know the the mascots and everything so it was yeah it was great fun was it deliberately more casual uh, I think well you are I think that's normally, the one, the one yeah. thing that we thought was not that Sky or the BBC is particularly stuffy, but it's pretty well, conventional. This is what John said. It's, on, it's conventional. On the isn't it? it, it's too. It's more structured. But and that was, was which, is, which, of course, there is a structure to it. It's not like this. You, 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 yeah, do you have don't have to walk do. upstairs. And yeah, go. but it what I would feel But what I would say on that, as an observer from somebody in the OB truck, that mm. you, you used auto cue for the presenters, which yeah. I have not seen before. And I, yeah. they might do that on the BBC, and I've not noticed. Adam, because of how he does his shows on the last leg like to use autocue okay. which is like you say is an unusual it's actually it's, it makes it harder because you've got to be more rigid with your times yeah. but it works for him and it allows him to really nail the jokes in and out and it get, lets us structure together as a producer we would structure that how we were going to tell a, tell a joke or he would come so I would write the running order he would write the jokes because I'm not funny and then he would he would then um, yeah we'd then go with it but like you said talking about being casual I think when you stood up anyway on the side of the pitch it is casual isn't it because you you stood there and you're reacting you're looking around you're not sat down when you sat down you're, you, you're, you are more kind of like set within your chair so we were able to sort of react to what was going on and um, use Helen out and about walking around as well which was great because we would get to interview people in the crowd or people um, and, and tell the story of rugby league So because we only had 10 games as well it was almost we could structure each game and, and focus each match on maybe one certain issue which yeah. helped but 10 wasn't enough because you, no. didn't, you didn't have continuity <laughs> yeah, we needed from one more, to yeah. the next and, the, yeah. and there was a big gap in the middle of the season where yeah. it must have been almost like starting again it was difficult because you're picking the ball up you know, from a from a fresh and people, you know, you haven't got the consistency of week to week, but it made it more special. Away, I think when we when we turned up on OBs, everyone just couldn't wait to see each other, and it was a really good. Yeah, it's a shame it hasn't come back. Oh, it hasn't well, been confirmed yet. Well, I was going to say, I, I, back. are you going to break an exclusive about <laughs> you're talking about it in the past tense as though it's finished? Well, you never know. I mean, sports very cyclical, isn't it? Everything comes around again. So, um, I haven't written it off that it'll never come back, but. Uh, it was great two years you know two of the best I've ever had working so free to air is ridiculously yeah. important for this sport well for all sport now yeah. um, so whether it goes to Channel 4 again or whether it's the BBC yeah. which is heavily rumoured this time yeah. that's probably more important to the sport than yeah. even getting money out of Sky yeah because of the eyeballs that you can I think get so I mean Sky Sky are incredibly important because of the money they provide and there is no rugby league without Sky Sports I think the game does need to be on terrestrial television in some way because that's where you see the most eyeballs that's where the game is a window to the communities which we don't reach you know rugby league has to fight harder than any other sport to get the recognition that it deserves and I think like terrestrial television allows that and people will watch it and go wow this is incredible um, so yeah fingers crossed if fingers crossed the BBC deal goes through and more people get to watch the sport I guess the thing about the BBC deal is you're responsible for narrative yeah if they've got the Challenge Cup 
hopefully mm. the World Club Challenge like Channel 4 had last year leads into Super League games maybe 10, 12 of those which virtually means they can have one a month they've then got you know Wembley they've got highlights of the grand final and they've got internationals at the end we can tell a much better story yeah yeah, that, that's what we need. Yeah, I think if if you're a viewer and you pick it up, I think seven hundred and fifty thousand watched the first game on Channel Four, which is an amazing number for Channel Four and sport in general. But rugby league, um, it just wasn't on enough for people to to stick with it, you know. And on that day, I think Man United were playing. There was there was horse racing as well, which is incredible that rugby league had done that. But um, yeah, we, I think we just didn't quite have enough games. I mean, the BBC has everything around it. it has the radio. It has the, you know the website so it can it can help promote outside of just the, the, the game itself it felt like it needed to be on every second week to me at least yeah um, at least the odd term it helps for numbers yeah. definitely was there ever any reason there wasn't a highlight show on channel 4 because you had this bizarre thing where you're showing live games and then the BBC have got their yeah. highlight show at midnight on a Sunday after yeah. you know repeats in the north yeah. I think it was just that it was an existing deal for the Super League show and I think the, the rugby league deal on Channel 4 came very late I think it was November or December time so I think that's that's why that was Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda You never have to miss a trip ever again So download the Priceline app today Your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I've upset enough people today, so I'm not going to read Paul's message out in full. But did Channel 4 get lucky in the fact that all the the talent you had on the screen seemed to be universally loved. You didn't seem to have anyone who people disliked on screen. Oh, come on, Sam Tomkins. <laughs> apart from Sam Tomkins, couldn't say like apart, um, apart from him. Um, no, I think I don't. I think that yeah, I think that helps not being on every week. I think sometimes people can be can become quite bored with certain voices, and then sometimes you don't know what you've got until it's gone as well. Um, and I think yeah, but I do think, and I'm biased, but I think the guys we had on were fantastic and I, and I think we really sort of managed to get them gelling together as a team Adam's a fantastic person to work with Helen's amazing as well you know and, and I think all of the people we had on it just seemed to click sometimes you find that in life things click and um, yeah it was, it was a great time because the other thing that Channel 4 did which Sky don't and the BBC don't is that on commentary it was Mark Wilson and generally Kyle Amor no third fourth fifth sixth seventh voices was that a 
conscious decision? I think, um, yeah, we spoke about it at the start to have just two people, old school, old school. I mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't a conscious decision to do anything differently. I think it was just um, that felt like the right thing to do at the time. Um, and I think Kyle and Mark were brilliant together, fantastic chemistry. I think Kyle, both of them, but Kyle will definitely go on to have a fantastic career doing that now. Commentating yesterday. Commentating on exactly. his own. Yeah, he's uh, he'll try anything, he, even golf now. I've heard. How's it going to work um, covering every game? Do you think if you if you were put in charge of, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's a Glaswegian company that are, are doing a lot of the, the footage outside of the Sky's two main games. Yeah. Um, if you had to sit in front of Super League and say, right, there's six games every round. How are you going to produce it? Is it about time slots? Is it about making each game different? Yeah, I think it's a complicated... Is it a red zone? Yeah, I think it's complicated with when the games kick off. Certain clubs want to click off on certain days and I think it's probably baby steps to get to what you might be alluding to there is having, never having a game concurrently with any others, which yeah. I think would make more commercial sense. But it's whether the clubs can do that within the confines of their own club's expectations, you know. Castleford play on a Friday night Wigan play on a Friday night mostly you know Hull now play at weekends so it's it's going to be a difficult one to get all the clubs to agree to something I think it'd be great if they all played at different time slots and you could show the games live um, it'd be very interesting this year to see whether every game live cannibalises any of the uh, live you know roll up people buying tickets hopefully the tendencies don't drop but I don't think they will I don't think they will um, I think if you can get more out there about the sport yeah. you'll get peop- more people wanting to be part of it yeah. it's, it's why it's so important that the World Cup Challenge is sold out because yeah. I think people will now see the most vibrant atmosphere yeah. for the first big event of the season and they'll go I like that I, who's playing next where can I see mm. it and either on the telly or can yeah. I go to a game Or so I, I think actually it's, it's the reverse it's not the 1950s where everybody said if you want to go to a game and you can afford to go to a game and you can get to the game you there's nothing go beats going to yeah. a game and, and if you suddenly get bought into this um, this is a vibrant sport I don't know a lot about it I want to know more you've got to go to a game to get that yeah. experience well it's what Derek did uh, at Lee wasn't it and brilliantly from the start he's made it a, an event um, similar to what Bradford did back sort of 20, 20, 30 years ago so yeah it's, um, it's exciting times brilliant that Sky is showing every game brilliant that it's going to be available on Super League Plus and I think um, yeah just get it out there and, and get as many people watching as possible I still don't understand why Boxing Day was streamed Leeds versus Wakefield and no other game since which no one has the rights to so there's no reason not to have been streamed it but doesn't yes, make any sense 1895 why are none of these games being streamed why are York not sticking a camera up and saying because they're doing their own documentary. But yesterday, in a couple of the pre-season friendlies, um, which we don't care about the results of, we're not going to analyse count them. And tries go count. They're not your official first try. No, nobody's yeah. made a debut yet. Uh, we did have the first bunker. I think is it ref box or yeah, whatever it's that, called. Yeah. Ref box. Ref <laughs> box. <laughs> 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 sounds like a punishment. To be quite honest, <laughs> getting the ref box. Uh, whatever the system's called. Um, have you had any feedback on whether it worked or not? Or have you uh, had chance to analyse? Well, I didn't even know it was happening really. Uh, I, I, I've only heard a snippet. Was that, that I think there was some slight delay on. I don't know if it was on the audio or on the footage or something, uh, and maybe some issue around the communication system. But look, that's that's what trials are for isn't it you know there's going to be you know some probably gremlins in the system um, but I think that's probably the way to go with a, with a bunker system that's how they do it in the NRL it's just, it certainly should make it more efficient in terms of the production I would have thought and presumably more consistent across the decisions that we're getting 
think you'd, well, you'd like to think so, that that, that could aid it. Um, if you're in the same scenario week in, week out, as opposed to sometimes being at the top of the stand in the back of a truck or under, under the stand or in somebody's garden shed or something, mm. whatever, wherever it happens to be. And, and as a video referee, presumably, well, I don't know whether it will or, or won't, but hopefully they don't have to travel to France to video referee. No, I think it's all going into Wilmslow. Yeah. The... Um, Part of the issue with one of the games, obviously Leeds and Hull KR yesterday, which which I was at, it wasn't just checking tries. There were other issues like that were uh, referred to the video ref that delayed the game. It, it stopped the flow a little bit. Some was that Rowan foul Smith. play? Or, yeah, I, I saw some comments from Rowan Smith, but I don't. Without obviously seeing anything of the game, it's difficult. No, to understand. It, I think it's just the game went on probably eight minutes longer than it should have done mm. and that was partly down to not you know there were, there were I think three tries that were referred to, there were a couple of no tries all absolutely right shame was you couldn't see it in the ground and I don't know whether that's going to change okay. when right. uh, you know when it goes live but there were there were other incidents um, that were asked to be checked Um should we do that? I mean, we know all the fun with VAR. And well, I don't think there's been a fundamental change to the the on-field policy. I've not seen the 2024 on-field policy, so I, I don't know the answer to that. But I'm not, you know, in terms of the press releases that have gone out around laws and interpretations. Yes, they've changed laws and interpretations, but foul play was always a big factor for video referees. It was usually try no try situations. The very occasional, the ball's gone into touch. Can you just double check who it's come off or whatever? And, and there you would usually be very quick checks or a restart check has the ball gone dead off this player or that player and you'd have two checks only uh, uh, but foul play was a big part of it so I don't know without having seen the game is it was it a case the game was stopped anyway we've got a dead body as it were and we're going to check how this is this has occurred I'm guessing that yeah, maybe it was it, but if there were delays again, in the bunker then that's probably contributed yeah, to it yeah and I think the issue was if the crowd can't see what's going on that yeah, leads to a level of frustration yeah, and, that, and that's been one of the things with the VAR system hasn't it that it I can't believe in this day and age with all the football grounds that we've got and the money that football's got as a sport that they haven't got that in the ground I think in some ways it probably aids the safety of the match officials yeah. <laughs> that they haven't got the replays um, but I would imagine from a spectator point of view particularly as we've become accustomed to seeing the replays to then suddenly not see it you, you're going to get frustrated Were there any uh, late running games on Channel 4 you had to be off the air as soon as I went away Yeah there was the um was it the Queen's funeral? Uh, I think it might have been the day of the Queen's funeral. We had to be off air very quickly. Uh, we had an issue with the game that went to extra time, uh, the Salford Warrington game last year, when uh, Pete Andrews, head of head of sport, was in there with us, and we we're ringing up saying because we had a strict off air time, and you just you just sitting there going like <laughs> trying to work things <laughs> out and just thinking because you can't go you can't leave a game before it's finished. But if you've got to leave because something has happened, you've got. But we we got out in the end. I think what they say to you is you can either have half an hour, so you've got to fill for half an hour, <laughs> which is a long time in television time, or you've got to get off. And luckily, we got off um, very quickly. But um, yeah, otherwise, Colombo gets. Probably not filling half an hour on radio, let alone an hour, uh, yeah. half an hour on television. Can I just ask that? You said you're from Hull, so are you yeah. a black or white, black and white, or a red and white? Are, are we allowed either, to ask that? Well, I've got to say, when I'm working, I put it to one side. Professionally, <laughs> professionally but we, we have no faith. In the same, obviously. <laughs> now I'm from I'm from the black and white side. Okay, yeah. So what's the radiator going to be called? <laughs> because that is the only thing that people are talking. Never mind, there's yeah, a new yeah. season yeah. starting. It's got to be called Rads, hasn't it? Yeah, but apparently he yeah. sent a Has he? rude remark back <laughs> to James Clarkson. <laughs> don't you dare! I don't know. Yeah, it's um, 
It's up in the air, isn't it? It's, it's up there with the Wigan football mascot, isn't it? The Pine Man, the isn't it? And yeah. it, there's a football. Is it? Is it Bolton? Why am I? There's a football club that has a. Part of it got the massive device. sun, yeah, um, which is brilliant. Um, it's a hot topic, anyway. That's what well, it's, <laughs> they went on um, Talk Sport. They had James Clark on there, inviting yeah. uh, listeners to to suggest, and they came up with Paul Heaton, <laughs> which is funny. <laughs> but but, but he's from Sheffield, yeah. yeah. And, and aren't they Hulk out? Yeah, the House Martins, not that the House Martins. But I like it. <laughs> that was good. We need to do an in depth. What we need to do to win podcast awards is do an in depth because it's all about true crime, isn't it? Is what happened to Rita the Rhino and, and the kids? And, and the kids. Yeah. Where are they? Where are they, Ronnie? Where are the camera well, here, are you next? I forget where the cameras, cameras moved. Next documentary behind the scenes at the uh, when Headingley Stadium was knocked down, were bones discovered under the cricket pitch? <laughs> yeah, it was Colin Graves now. <laughs> Uh, any news on the TV deal for the championship past Gary the Viking well it'd be great to know wouldn't it so we can watch all those great games between Wakefield and Widnes Gary but no no I don't know anything no. Premier apparently are interested once they take over from or back from Viacom they like rugby league as, as content so it could be back on the trouble is how many people will watch it will it wash its face economically always been the issue Um I don't know. Tompkins was great. Really surprised me, says Paul. How great is Sam Tompkins? In what sense? In every <laughs> sense. From what the Sam Tompkins okay, so yeah, film thing. So Sam obviously came on quite a lot on Channel 4 and he was he was brilliant actually. Fantastic. Got on really well with him and I think as a broadcaster um, surprised me because I thought he was he was very articulate and eloquent. Um, well, he's from Milton Keynes. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so basically spoke to him last year after he decided to retire and said, would he be up for making a documentary with me and, and which looks back on his life and profiles him and then looks ahead to the last few games of his career, hopefully ending ending at Old Trafford. So um, to be a bit different, he's, he wore a microphone in matches, which is sort of unusual. We sort of did it on the sly. Um, <laughs> and um, he wore one for the last four games of his career. So the, the Leeds game away. And he just so happens to have like one of the best games he's had for years in that game. I wonder if that was anything to do with it being Leeds. I think, yeah, well, this is part of one of the stories that's come out. So um, the Salford game, where he gets simbined and scores a try and kicks a drop goal, pretty much the good, the bad and the ugly, he called it, from, from him, sums him up really on the field. And um, the Saints game, which, you know, we all know about what he did in that game with the last-minute try. So incredible scenes. And actually not winning it was, was sad for us because... You know, we wanted him to go out on a high, but actually, the story of, of sort of the pain of, of loss was um, was amazing. He's been so open; he's been fantastic, and uh, some of the some of the insight we've got, which you wouldn't ever you wouldn't usually get that from a top level player, uh, has been fantastic. So yeah, I'm really excited for the launch of the film. Which is when? So we're going to do a, a night on the 28th of February at the Edge in Wigan, which is uh, tickets are on sale now, as you have to say. Uh, at keytickets.com uh, forward slash the edge and um, yeah basically we've got an all star cast for a Q&A so, that, so we're going to do a, a Jenna Brooks is presenting from Sky Sports we've got England coach Sean Wayne England captain George Williams Josh Charnley and Tommy Makinson who all feature in the film uh, we interviewed them all or he, meet, he meets them within the film and um, they will talk about incidents that feature in the film but also that they were involved with with Sam. Sam will do the, the Q&A as well. But 
it's a brilliant venue, huge thousand seats it can hold up to, uh, red red carpet, champagne reception. But we're also obviously going to watch the film, and um, I just wanted to basically put something on, or we wanted to put something on where fans could come along and celebrate. Sam never had his own uh, testimonial, so it's a, it's a sort of uh, event to celebrate his career. I think. Can you sell that kind of product to? Amazon Prime, who are known for their yeah. um, Netflix now, are, are not interested in live sport, but they love sport documentaries. Super League Plus, all of these areas, is that now open to you if you've made a documentary like this? Yeah, you would normally make. We've sort of done it the other way around. You would normally have something commissioned, paid for, and then made it. Whereas uh, Jam Films, my, me and business partner, we've essentially funded it ourselves uh, because we just wanted to just to do it basically. And Sam's come on board and and being fantastic to wear the mic and everyone who's been involved has been great the idea would be to have it on Amazon have it on the BBC have it on Channel 4 Sky Documentaries uh, we'll have to wait and see but I think we're going to do uh, another screening hopefully in London where we'll invite TV executives to come along um, and yeah try and sell it I mean for me Rugby League is the best sport it's got the best characters it's got the best communities who play it people who you know, live and live and die by it and I think we need to get those stories out there and I think for me love love him or hate him Sam Tompkins has got um he, he's sort of been this person the pantomime villain on the field but also he's backed it up with his performances but his story of of how low he went and I think if you watch the Ronnie O'Sullivan documentary and the mental health side of things and understanding why he was the player he was on the field and why he maybe had that temperament it's something that comes out in the film, and it's it's really interesting. Sounds fascinating. I'd love to. I would love to watch it. I mean, it was. A, How was it with you? Well, it was a challenge on the field. It was a challenge, <laughs> but you know that. Yeah. You know that, and that probably comes across in the documentary. Yeah. You know, I've had plenty of conversations off the field from him, and this is this is a diff, slightly different. I'm not saying completely, but he's different bloke. Yeah. I think some people are like that. You know, John Wilkins probably a little bit like that. He crossed the white line, and I think by his own admission, but sometimes he just, no matter what you said, it was black was white or whatever. Um, it was a challenge. It, I, I go back to I think I think it might have been one of the first. Um, I forget the, what did we call them? Not the All Star Games, where the Exiles. Had, yeah, the Exiles games. I think it was the first one, wasn't he? He got booed at Headingley. Yeah. I was on the line. I it's think one of the reasons why I love Sleep. Yeah. Well, well, great segue because that's a big part of the documentary, mm. and I obviously don't want to give too much away. But we go we go heavily into that, and I think it's. Um, that's an amazing story in itself, being booed by your own fans and what effects that would have on mm. you as a young bloke at the time. So, yeah, you were there on the day. Was it Was yeah. it, Was it? it audible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. completely. I mean, obviously I was on the line, so I was yeah. in front of the South Stand for one half, <laughs> in front of the North Stand, so you couldn't help but hear yeah. it. Um, but I would, all I would say to Sam is imagine having that everywhere you go <laughs> as a referee. Yeah. But no, I get, I get the point when it's your own fans, you don't expect that. And I would say from that point of view, that's almost the low, but he... I would say turned it round that certainly his, his appearances on, on Channel 4 uh, presenting a, or as a guest talent guest whatever you want to call him I thought it was great and again the more you see different sides of people mm. outside of their usual environment you can understand that individual a little bit more and you see a different aspect so I, th I would say you know he, he wasn't getting booed towards the back end of his career was he by opposition mm. fans um, I think people recognise him as a little bit of a pantomime villain really Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, and he played up to it. I yeah, think he definitely did. did. And, and it, But it's his will to win. I've never met anybody who just wants to win as much as he does. And I think... He crossed the line and he would say that but at the same time he's doing it because he just wanted to win no matter what and it um but because he backed it up with the, the tries he scored in big games you know he went over to Australia and he's always he's always done it so um fair play when's the premiere in Perpignan because that's the champagne reception we dubbed into French we will do that and that is going to happen yeah the, we I was out there last week filming the last bits for the documentary and, um, in his vineyard. In his vineyard, yeah. yeah. In his vineyard, and uh, we are going to do a, a show in France because because a, a lot. The first clip we put on the the Jam Films Instagram, um, it was interesting because we had hundreds of people in France saying, you know, this looks amazing. Can we see it? And messaging him, which was great, you know. And I think some of the, some of the clips we've we've put on have been seen by over two hundred thousand people. So that's also great for the for the game. And we haven't really even started promoting it. Yeah. So how many people do you think of? Sent messages to Sam asking how bitter his wine is. It must, be, must, be, must be in the town, especially from the Leeds postcode area. Especially Does he speak French in the, in the yeah, great. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I always without a Wigan accent. Well, I always found him. it funny listening to Michael McAlorum speaking French. I don't know why. He does have a, well. He's not even from Wigan, but he yeah. does have his accent. Yeah. As does Steve McNamara. You're just thinking about other former sportsmen who've tried to speak French in the past but we don't want to speak about them on this programme how many times has it been on the front cover of the magazine because I think it was on the first well, one well that, that was the thing that was one of the uh, one of the things that that very first magazine in was it 2012 the question is being asked mm-hmm. is he a niggly player mm-hmm. so it's gone back throughout his entire career mm. what's going to make this stand out in, to the non-rugby league fan who is a Sports documentary, no, because there are about a million of them out there. Everyone's got a documentary about yeah. whatever now. So what's going to appeal to people about Sam Tonkin's story outside of rugby league? Good question. I think that was the thing that we needed to, to, to hit because the average person who likes sport isn't going to watch a rugby league documentary unless they are gripped by something which is different and new. And, and I think him wearing a microphone in the grand final is incredible. And him doing what he did in the Saints game, wearing a microphone, him... You know, <laughs> having go at other players, getting simbined. These are the clips which I think are going to help sell the documentary outside. But it's the human side as well. It's the the mental health side. It's what he went through when he was told in January he would never play again. He had to go under the knife, and um, he was told he shouldn't he shouldn't play five percent chance. I don't want to give too much away. Mm. But he, he yes, yeah, so I think it's the human side, and I've had conversations with other companies trying to trying to you know maybe speaking to Netflix and trying to see whether we can get a, a, something off the ground and the thing that they always say is human stories you know mm. the sport we have got covered rugby league is an incredible thing to watch but it's um, it's finding those like human interest stories which will appeal outside of this bubble that we all live in <laughs> the fight club that is rugby league <laughs> Paul's asked how you funded it's self funded this yeah yeah, yeah. We've seen players wear microphones before, actually, on BBC Channel yes. Cup games, haven't we? We have. They oh. didn't do that for very long. I wondered whether is, is that because one of a certain player I'm not going to name completely played up to the camera. Well, that, that was going like to be that was going to be that was going to be my question. Did he have long hair? Yeah, possibly. Yeah, possibly. Um, yeah, that was going to be my question. I mean, he's a smart bloke, so mm. he, 
obviously he knew it wasn't going out, well, he knew it wasn't going out to a BBC audience which yeah. is different so it, that's almost an immediate thing so at half time they were playing clips weren't they of the audience mm-hmm. it's, it's for a different purpose but do you think in in the game he'd just actually forgotten about it yeah, yeah. it is yeah yeah and it's fascinating some of the insight uh, inside the tunnel you know before the grand final the, the grand final sequence obviously is and at the end and, and you know um, but yeah he didn't he, he he basically said he just forgets yeah I mean that's what he said and he obviously had four of the best games or three of the best games he's had I think he would do with the microphone it's yeah. not yeah. something that's noticeable it's probably yeah. way on well, the camera on yeah. Yeah. he was just okay. on his back right. he yeah. just basically yeah. he just sellotapes into his back which and he was doing that before games which again I still, I still can't believe a player of that level He's just sellotaping a microphone to the back of his shirt. Well, we used to wear a GPS at the top of yeah, back of his shirt. Yeah, but he's doing it. You know, I mean, so there's not many just, sportsmen who yeah. would be because a lot of sportsmen are in their own zone and need yeah. to do things. Sam was just like, "Yeah, fine, let's do it." So when obviously the BBC commissioned celebrity gladiators, which they found, <laughs> we need to push Sam Tompkins onto it because he's going to be the person who's going to. He might be Viper. Win. He might be if you've watched oh, it. It'd be better than Viper. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Read the read the next issue of the magazine. <laughs> I'm out next that. week out next week yeah is it just called Tomkins you know, you, it's, it's called like, The Last Chance The Last Chance Tomkins The Last Chance yeah so we've filmed uh, it's all the way through we've got with his mum and obviously with his family uh, all agreed to do it. I mean initially it was a bit like oh, not sure whether they all want to be involved they were mic'd up during the grand final so we've got all the emotion of that um, with his wife he's got four kids who are all bilingual as well you know we've been out to France a few times so yeah, we've put a lot of effort in, and I think Sam has as well. And um, just want to tell the story. I, I don't think there's many sportsmen, and I won't ham it up too much. I'm sorry, but who I think I think have kind of have got the level of what, what Sam has brought to the game in different in different ways. So, enjoy. what about honesty? Because yeah. the other thing is, there are people that, as you say, have played up to cameras, mm-hmm. and you don't get that authenticity. Yeah. There are certain periods of Sam's life that he wouldn't be as proud of mm-hmm. as others. Mm-hmm. Is all that covered? Yeah, he's, we talk about the difficulties that you know they've, they've been through. I think he is an honest person. Like he's, he's, he's what you see is what you get, as they say. And I think he would never shy away from um, being who who he is. I think, yeah, it is an honest tale, and it's what's and all. So enjoy, please. <laughs> so IMG it. are obviously trying to push players and individuals, yeah. and you know, with this marquee rule, I understand that they're now sort of tagging on to that the requirement yeah. for the marquee players to sort of be. Make themselves um, available, yeah, and they're getting clips out there that they can then use. So yeah. is this sort of is this another aspect of that? Do you think that IMG can sort of adopt this as a model to, to yeah. grow personalities? Yeah, yeah, I think it's great to have the stories, and rugby league has those stories. I think we probably have a few less players like Sam in the game than we used to. Maybe when I was watching it in the eighties and the nineties, in terms of that authentic um, characters. That's not to say we don't have brilliant people in the game, but I just think it's probably. Just the way that sport is nowadays. It's been a professional sport. Yeah, it's sanitised. It, you know, yeah. you, you don't have that same world view. Yeah. When you're only doing it part time and you have a yeah. job as well, and you're mixing with real people, yeah. and it's the mm. same a little bit with referees. That mm. you know, you would go into a bar after a game, and and Billy Thompson would tell you why he gave every decision and why you were wrong <laughs> if you questioned that decision. Yeah. But you wouldn't dream of doing that nowadays because that's not the world that we live in. No, I don't. Although I don't know if Sam would have been there that night. There was a couple of nights when I've been at Catalan. We've stayed in the bar, and it's been yeah. gone one o'clock in the morning by the time we've left. And I'm not a big drinker. Burnout's playing you for the next and time. They lost the, no, they probably lost Catalan. It, Catalan's a strange club in some ways. That I've been in that club. Uh, I can't remember which game it was now that it was particularly controversial which most of them were when I was refereeing <laughs> I have to say it wasn't the Warrington game was it? Oh, 
oh god no, oh, no let's not talk about that oh, <laughs> um, but they had a guy an old guy that was behind the bar with this beard the grey uh, grey hair and stuff and every time no matter whether they won or lost I would walk in and they'd go when <laughs> <laughs> he goes on the podcast and he liked you. that stimulates the guillotine asked, yeah. he liked and you. then the next thing he'd just smile and I'd smile and it was great um, so I, you know for me that that um, that atmosphere that you have at Catalan when you can go in the bar and you can have mm. conversations with both sets of players if they choose to go in a lot of the away team don't but that, that's what it's about and I've had conversations with Helen in there Helen Skelton in there and stuff mm. when, when when she was out there and, and and for me that's a big part of which we've, we've lost a little bit when towards the back and certainly post-Covid referees lost that interaction yeah. with players so but, what about micing up a referee? well they've got it mic'd up every week every game no but actually making it publicly audible in a Documentary series and all people that. get bored of hold go hold go. No, but it's it's when you call <laughs> bring, people. Bring back over. Thierry. Bring back Thierry. Yeah, yeah right. well, I, I, you know, I think I think because the one thing we say that's gone is that relationship that yeah, referees had with players. But but those conversations are staged, um, and, and, and referees are conscious sometimes when you bring a player out and stop the game to have that conversation. You're conscious that the camera is probably going to be on you, and it's an opportunity to deliver a message in a certain way that puts a player in a corner. So, I'm not sure what you'd get from it in that situation. Um, it's hard to get somebody who's constantly used to being on a on a microphone to get them to uh, open up in a different way. If you understand what I mean, whereas a player, we're not used to hearing yeah. what players are saying. So, I think it's slightly different for referees, which is why I, my idea of somebody doing the role that's not used to doing the role and mm. getting them to mm. sort of convey, actually, God, this is a difficult job. Yeah, yeah. We got that impression at the. At the open day with the referee, you know, the, nothing was hidden. So seeing what they went through in training and being able to talk to them about how hard the job is, suddenly you get a completely mm. different perspective on why you shouldn't. Your default position shouldn't be mm. criticism. Mm. I mean, we had Gareth Walker actually come in uh, a number of years ago. He came in when we were at Red mm. Hall and observed for a, a day or so, and joined in some of the sessions, which you know he found tough. Um, so I, 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 I'm a big believer in that I think I mean Wigan are, are a good club for some of this aren't they they're, they're mm. certainly I think this year they've opened up in their, with their media day they opened up the whole session the whole day similar to probably what the RFL did and then last year I think they did they did things didn't they where I think they had the camera inside the they had John Wells in the dressing room I think at mm. half time and they were initiatives on the, on like the bus that. as well when yeah. they going to games yeah. so I think you know where where organisations not just having to rugby league, where I think where you can open up and let people in and see and see it, they they have a better understanding, don't they? Team buses in the eighties would have been interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, Les says if there's no dealing place, I've got to keep remember the cameras up there. Um, why can't clubs show their own games? I don't know, Les. I'm sure they can, but they don't want to. So I don't understand. I don't understand. Um, especially with these eighteen ninety five games, I don't understand why clubs aren't doing anything with them. I don't understand why there's only been one friendly. Which was on our league, so the eighteen ninety five cup. It seems to be a bit of a. I actually think the, the, the group so stage is working. I think uh, you know that. What well, a win for Batley yesterday! Well, a win for um, Oldham over Halifax mm. in the first mm. round of games as well. That um, I think it's having that desired effect. That's giving League One clubs the chance to have home games. Um, yeah, there's been a, a few blowouts, but actually, it's been it's been quite entertaining. Uh, you know, Swinton have started well. So, just say that for Mister Kellner in case he's mm -hmm. watching. Uh, I'd, I'd rather than sort of like go into individual teams, do you, do, do you think because you've worked with IMG, um, and one of the things that 
they've been criticised for, and we've mentioned it on the programme as well, is that there doesn't seem to be signs of progress, mm. that a lot of what they do has been behind the scenes, yeah. that now we are starting to see yeah. the benefit of joining up with a global media partner that, you know, having Sky agree to film all the games, yes, they dropped the mm-hmm. price of the rights, Is we're now seeing the fruit of that. As you mentioned about making players front and centre, we've got now common branding, haven't we, amongst yeah. the men's, women's and wheelchair Super League, all on the same website. Uh, the player card game, which you understand and I don't. Well, I, I, I understand it exists. <laughs> but this when, new, when it comes, we're going to do a podcast about it. But, but this yeah. new fantasy idea that, yes. again, the data says a younger audience wants to get involved yeah. in almost like, okay. to me, it's top trumps, but it's <laughs> fantasy. That's what it is. Yeah. is this all the, the start of IMG actually making a difference in rugby league? Yeah, definitely. I think that it's a very tough job to come into a sport like rugby league and change things overnight and do it and be universally popular when you're doing it. I think they'd they went about it in the right way in that they asked questions and they, they asked all the clubs, all the fans to make recommendations and then made their own recommendations which were then voted in democratically. So, yeah, I think it's, it's a really tough spot to, to, to turn around uh, and we all hope it does and it flourishes. I think um, what they've done, I think, really well is they've, they've made clubs look at their digital output and, and do more. do more. And you see all the clubs online are doing more. They've got cameras at games and... Um, yeah, they've, they're doing a hell of a lot more, and I think that's been a positive. Um, our company did the last two years of um, promo shoots for the game. So last last year, you know, we did neon lights, and we did something similar this year, um, and they've been great at helping roll that out. And I think it's all part of just all the companies just talking to each other to try and get a common goal, which is get more people watching rugby league. We need to get some lights to do a promo for <laughs> strip lights. Turn that on and off. Turn that on and off. Like Wakefield the other week. Um, uh, where are we? Phil says not that one we've had the likes of Ellery and Chariots that were well known to non-rugby league fans in the past is there any of the current crop of players that we could elevate to that status I'm surrounded by Union fans and none of them have heard of Jack Wellsby and this goes which goes back to the fact that we can say about the Six Nations so we never heard of any of these people anymore mm-hmm. blah 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 and whatever I think Wellsby's one yeah that was the guy I was going to say so we interviewed him for the for the documentary and I think if one player is going to he's going to follow in the footsteps of someone like Sam, it's him, because he he does similar things on the field uh, in both ways. You know what I mean? He he's not afraid of pointing at Hull fans and, and saying, "Come and have a go if you think you're either foremost." And and um, he loves it, and he he says that. So yeah, I think he's somebody. I think it's just about being on terrestrial television. You speak to anyone in in London, or any, I say London, but anyone outside of rugby league heartlands, <laughs> and what do you know about rugby league? Oh, they'll say Wigan. Wigan, Wigan, yeah, Wigan in the eighties, and Ellery Hanley and Martin O'Fire, and that's because they were on terrestrial television. Mm. So it's it's it goes hand in hand. It's mm. chicken and the egg. Ha- so. Harry Newman's another one because again, he yeah. he's got a precocious talent. He's got a bit of a story behind him. Yeah. Is he going to properly fulfil it? And for opposition fans, yeah. he, he really can wind them up. <laughs> so I should. Sp- and that's I, what you want. I should have asked to speak to him on Thursday rather than the coach. Well. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, ch- I'll change my mind. I forgot the, the great thing about AMG's democratic process is now people say, well, actually, maybe money should be worth less than uh, performance on the pitch, Derek. You know, that kind of thing. So it's good. We're rolling back a bit. We like all this. Oh, actually, no. We're going to the, the big news, though, today, and I don't know whether AMG have had a, a hand in this, is that we've got a new beer sponsor. Yes. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of them, but then I don't drink beer. So what does but the great thing about that is you've never heard of it. It's not... Yeah. Heineken, and it's not you know mm. it's a it's a, German, what, a beer. German beer that's um, from thirteen oh eight. 
that, that's not where's, that's not like Heineken. Well, don't we have to go to the, the uh, AK. Where's Carston? Yeah, Carston. It's it's a Bavarian brewery, isn't it? But ABK well established. They will have the rights across Betfred Super League, Betfred Challenge Cup, and England Rugby League, also sponsored by Betfred. Um, so there you go. I know that we'll get some free beer. Whilst Rugby League Commercial obviously deserve the credit for negotiating that, I do think IMG is opening them up to new people. We'll put the ball next to some beer. 700 years of brewing tradition. Let us know if you've drunk it. <laughs> but German, you know, a German beer, you but wouldn't normally associate that with... Good. No, I with agree. Yeah, that was what got my attention, the fact it was German. It was yeah. something that I'd not heard of, but then I could, that wasn't a gauge of... It's part of the, the Rocket group of companies who also are involved with Snooker Superstars, Renny O'Sullivan and Jimmy Wax. And again... See I, the logo on the, uh, the waistcoat. I also think that that is where IMG are introducing... Mm-hmm. companies and people and uh, yeah, opportunities and um, I think we would be foolish not to acknowledge the fact that we, we probably haven't been able to do that I mean we had Peter Hutton on here didn't we who uh, told us about how those television negotiations worked IMG were key in all of that let's point out that Newcastle score is above York but that was on the initial ones that's not going to be the proper ones I'm sure when they come round at the end of the season Newcastle will not be above York on the IMG super scores well but they won't be above Wait your mate, well, you know. we'll t- again something to talk about when the season actually starts not the joyous conversation we're having now when not a single result has mattered <laughs> apart from those in the 1895 well, yeah. <laughs> Wakefield with all our arrogant supporters now because we've got a bit of money you're there, fighting amongst yourselves we're now. fighting amongst ourselves we're off to Wembley we're off it's a, it's a, cancel the rest of the competition we're off have you booked the bus book the bus get on to Sean Wayne book the bus we're so there. what's the crowd being like other than uh, <laughs> Other than the ones that haven't well, been declared, yeah. yeah. We talked uh, last year about the season ticket sales, etc. And Whitehead from Barrow, NA, Dewsbury Bra- Bradford, NA. Oh, no, I meant Wakefield, really. Dewsbury Bradford. played three quarters of a game against uh, Wigan. And oh, you've not played at home yet? No, it's four and a half. You don't get the. Well, we haven't got any in this competition. They were at Fev next week. Um, I've told you why they all why the floodlights failed. They were all going home to watch the Traitors final. Anyway, well, were, <laughs> were you a fan of that? Yeah, I love it. Are you a fan of Traitors? No. So, celeb- <laughs> so celebrity traitors need yeah. to have with, Sam Tompkins in it. Sam Tompkins is the new Martin. As a program, it's huge. And the why I yeah, like it is easy to watch, but it's about yeah. personality, isn't yeah. it? Again, and what would people. you do to yeah. shove people under the bus so that you can get the? Uh, yes, I would say I'd be really good at it. And I've never seen. It. <laughs> <laughs> We're good at stabbing each other in the back. But, who's who's uh, the Claudia Winkleman of Rugby League? And who, who's Helen? Helen. She just need to grow a fringe, wouldn't she? Black eye makeup. Yeah. yeah. So, so we need to get more rugby league people and more other things. But apart from question of sports being cancelled now, which that's gone. Which you've yeah. said is about time. Yeah. I, I think I think I've been saying it for ten years. Yeah. yeah. So well done for that. Yeah. <laughs> get an MBE or something uh, or a CBE. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so that, that's that's the we don't need to talk about the games do we because there's nothing I don't I mean well, you haven't seen any of them so the formal launch of Super League is this week so yeah. no doubt you'll be there getting some interviews well, I'll, be getting, I'll be getting in the way and yeah. then we can come back and look at all the prospects of the clubs which you'll be able to read about the 40-20 predictions in the next magazine and hold us to account at the end of the season where we got virtually everything wrong <laughs> Are Hull going to win Super League? No, no. <laughs> I mean, again, pre- I mean, I've not put the whole clubs down. Pre-season, <laughs> pre-season means I don't nothing. think. I don't that, think that wasn't so. a great result yesterday. No, I think Wigan. I was at the game yesterday. Looked very, very good. Um, what was got, the whole team like? Was that there? 
first half it was 6-0 at half time to Wigan okay. uh, I think it was quite equal to be fair I think um, Hull have definitely improved down the middle it's just I think when and this happens in pre-season friendly when you bring Absolutely. on when you bring on of some, That's why some you can't fringe players it, it changes the game and I think Wigan um, have got some fantastic youngsters they've got a brilliant pack so yeah I wouldn't look beyond them but when it comes to grand final time you never know do you? well into Wales beat the USA Wales. twice in two days well, a day and a half. At the Myrtle Beach Sports Centre. 52-22, more, more importantly about that is USA wheelchair hosting their first ever games because that could be anything. I know we'll talk about Las Vegas as we get a bit near. In fact, while you're here, it'd be, yeah. it'd be remiss not to mention Las Vegas. What sort of an opportunity is that for the game? Incredible, yeah. If we get that right, and the we at the moment doesn't include Super League, which mm. is a shame. Mm-hmm. But if the sport gets that right, that must open massive markets for, for you as a broadcaster. Yeah, absolutely. I've got friends who, who work at Fox. One of my he's, he's from Salford, actually, one of the producers of Fox. Um, and he, yeah, I obviously offered myself up if you need me to go there. I'll, I'll, I'll happily go there, mate. Um, but, but yeah, I think that one of the key differences is obviously the NRL's got a lot of money and, and they can they can make... <laughs> they can they're, make the they're game. They're going to make a lot of money yeah. if they get it and right. I think, and I think they will. I think like they're sending over a lot of their on-screen talent. They're going to do programs from out there. I don't know if you saw the other day. Tom Brady was over. In yeah, the, that was amazing, incredible. And that's but that's what the game needs. You know, David Letterman. Yeah. Who still has a cult following, saying I've bought South Sydney yeah. Rabbitohs with Billy Crystal. Yeah, yeah. But you can't buy that <laughs> no, sort of publicity. It's, it's, it's brilliant, isn't it? And I think. I mean, what? Why? What would stop rugby league? Uh, what? British Rugby League going out there. Well, and, that's and the I next think, thing. I think we have to find a reason to be yeah. part of this. There was there was the game between Warrington and Wigan not not so long ago, and there's why it's, can't we repeat a long that? Time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why can't we? There was a big brawl in that game. Yeah, wasn't yeah. There? that's all it was. Love to repeat that. So um, yeah, definitely worth amazing. looking up that on YouTube. Just, yeah. just for John Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah. uh, record, but it? is there any reason, for example, that the World Club Challenge, which mm-hmm. is great that it's at Wigan, it's wonderful yeah. that it's sold out, and it's it's a real boost for the start of this Super League season. Should we be looking at taking that yeah. to Vegas over the next, 100%. at one point yeah. over the next four year, four Absolutely. five years? That Absolutely. They're there? But I think it should it should be done in in a a strategy around setting up a, a game over there, like mm-hmm. a league over there. Let's not sort of go to but, Canada and do something. Then but leave, does it? You know? <laughs> but does it? Can't you just send the elite sport over there once a year and like get the a following? Yeah, like the NFL well, do here. But I think this is all part of the content conversation because if you come up with a, um, a strand or a series that's on Netflix Americans can watch the game it's 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 having the vision to think 10 years into the future if we can start making content selling Super League people can watch Super League Plus over there you just need to market the game in the right way the NRL's advert had a really simple message it was like what was it like no no helmets basically people just smashing into each other Americans would have watched that and gone oh yeah that looks good that looks good to can me can we get Taylor Swift there <laughs> well, I've got a number of you that's the next thing we need to do is we need to uh, keep saying we need to marry off players so I've said in the past you know celebrity, well idea. celebrity endorsement as well yeah. is, is absolutely huge because say Brady throwing that ball to Reese Walsh uh, at, what was it in, in some it was in Brisbane yeah. but it was at some dinner yeah. and it's half the length of the um it's on the money the room. not surprising but well <laughs> have you deflated it beforehand <laughs> Walsh, Walsh timed his run to <laughs> there was a lot riding on that because a lot of people were eating dinner you know yeah. could have just caused mm-hmm. devastation in that room but you, you know that is 
you know, to get somebody like Tom Brady associated with your sport is that then you're going global. That's, aren't you? that's the dream. I mean, we, we we struggled trying to find people initially. The idea was that on Channel Four getting celebrity guests on. It's just it's just difficult. Mm. We, there aren't that many, and that's what we need to try and find. You know. Stuart Pearce can't do everything. <laughs> still trying Jane McDonald. <laughs> now, now in the championship. Do we have any celebrity fans anymore? Yeah, apart from Adam Hills and Stuart Pearce. Gareth, Gareth Southgate. Gareth Southgate is is a huge fan. The uh, fella from the Harry Potter films. Yeah, who lives in America? Lives in America, and um, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe, and the Speaker of the House of Commons. No. So that's going well, is it? What, what's next? What, have, have you have you already worked on what you're going to do next? Well, apart from you know, we actually, rest. yeah, we filmed um, we filmed with Bradford in the 2021 season. Um, coming out of COVID, <coughs> until um, yeah, they, they failed to make it into Super League that year, losing at Batley. But we filmed with them for a full season. Um, so we are, we will release that. I think I refereed that game. <laughs> right, well, we were filming there. there you go, you're talking yeah. headache of yeah. James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were filming. It was all my fault. No. I don't think it was actually on that day. I'm sure some yeah. people will be blamed. Yeah. Yeah. So we do have we do have that in the can. So we are going to make that at some point, um, which will probably be a short film. It won't be a long. I say when you go into something like that, and you, you're hoping, yeah, as you mentioned with the Sam Tompkins thing, obviously it's great if he wins the grand final, but you've mm-hmm. got a story anyway. When you do something like that, where you're with a team for the whole season, and mm-hmm. then they don't. Yeah. achieve what they're supposed to how frustrating is that because you can't affect that is, if, you, if yeah. you're a fiction writer you can do you can yeah. end the story however you want but you can't end the story yeah. however you want I think if you're working in say Sunderland Till I Die perfect example right that each one of those episodes was over like maybe £200,000 per episode which is crazy it was universally popular because of the stories rugby league is exactly the same and actually we would get better access so it's a sh- it's just a shame we're not football so football can rely upon whether they go up or not people will watch it mm. I think there was a, there was part of that, especially that season where it was about telling the story of the rise and the fall and then hopefully the rise didn't happen but the story actually is going to be more about the championship level and what the players at that level go through which is fascinating the jobs they have etc um, I am actually or we are actually in talks with a, I can't say who but we are in talks with a Super League club to do a full season this year Um Hopefully we can release something in the next couple of weeks, but um, yeah, just on that's the exciting. because that was twenty twenty one. Is that does that matter that that was twenty twenty one and it's now? It, well, that's why we'll change. So it's less about the season, okay, and, and it's more the about, story about the story of Bradford, which is a fascinating story: the rise and the fall, how how they went about it. Yeah. They started at Dewsbury and you know finished back at Oddsall. You yeah. know, so it's, there's there's a lot of other other parts of that story, but. A story which not might not resonate outside of the Ripley bubble, yeah. but one that's a great one. So. Awesome. After the last last game at Oddsall until the next, the next last, last game, game yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's up for sale, isn't it? Well, the offers closed uh, at the end of January, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Well, you can find out, can't you? Mr. Deadline, Mr. Deadline's putting all the podcast money that's up the Night Frank oh. that are dealing with that. So yeah, you're getting side knowledge. Oh. Yeah. Fill it in and. Right. Is there anything else we left to to say that we've missed? I think we're. I, I don't know about when you. we watch your film. Like, I, know, I know, obviously, in Wigan. But after that, we just have to wait and fingers crossed we can see. Yeah, well, that's a good point. Um, so we haven't got we haven't got a place for it. Like I said, normally you would you would make something based on a commission and then have a commission editor. Uh, look at it and it goes on the television we're doing it the other way around we're making the film and then selling it and uh, I don't see why why we can't sell it I think it's a great story 
I just want it to be seen by as many people as possible and I know Sam does so I think I think, I think yeah. he'd be keen to do an art in Leeds yeah yeah absolutely mm. no I think you know, he is keen I think it, and, I th- and I think I think Look yeah, the first director arena booked out. There'll be yeah. plenty of people on after us. Look, look out for the clips because I think all rugby league fans want to watch rugby league on television, and, and you know we've never seen we've never seen a documentary based around one player. We've never seen that. It's never been made. No one's ever done it. So um, yeah, it's been amazing to do that, and uh, hopefully it's going to be the, the first of many of these. Like like you said earlier on, I think it's for the sport to grow. Let's make the stars of the, of the players, and let's tell their stories. Mm. We're and that's, that's why I think we're on the verge of an exciting season. Yeah, me too. You just have to find some people to make films of now. Yeah. Commission the films, not make. Commission the films. Should, should players do their own content? Should they, they be more active on vlogging or whatever? You're going to see TikTok and stuff yeah. like that, I think. What, what do the kids watch these days? Is it they, watch, they watch this programme. Yeah. I've seen the, I've seen the demographics. All the young people watching. <laughs> it's males. It's people over the age of forty. Yeah. You know, that, that's the YouTube demographic. I'm afraid I can't help that. Hence why you might be getting certain targeted adverts. Presumably, <laughs> the whole IMG thing of the access to clips. I know that's content of a certain type, but that's pushing that agenda, isn't it? Mm. Um, and, and you know, that's you want yeah. to get the players on whatever talking over the clips. And this is why I did this and put some graphics on it and make Absolutely, it. Yeah. I mean there's, there's room for it all I think it's just having people who know how to make the best content and having the players willing to do it um, and then getting once the clubs made to it, buy into the players yeah, yeah. As well, when, giving them a bit of freedom to do it absolutely and once you've done it it's then pushing it out to the right places and marketing it in the, in the right places and getting because we have to work harder to get as mm. you guys know I'm mm. working in the news side of things to even get people to recognise games are going on so mm. how do we how do we get how do we get media to recognise the stories and, and the amazing athletes that we've got. So all you players in League One and the Championship and the Women's Super League and the Wheelchair Super League, go make your own documentaries. <laughs> video, what was it? Was that? Video diaries, that's what it was, wasn't it? In, yeah. the old, mm-hmm. in the olden days on the telly. The olden days. We've got video cameras, camcorders. Lost the plot. Uh, we're back we, we've week. got wagon wheels. We've got wagon wheels. New season, new biscuit. It used to be, uh, it's used to be bigger. It's, it's just a new commercial deal that it's, we no, it's just, in the it's just, a, it's just a warning to Tanox. There are other people <laughs> in the market. <laughs> Phil, you've got a new book out. Yeah, it came this afternoon. If you're a fan of Dewsbury and Batley, or just a rugby league fan in general. Stories about rugby league? Yeah, brilliant. There you go. And it covers up to the point where they play those awful games at the Summer Bash and they're not in it. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's, the, that's the good news. Uh, my mouse is broken, so I'm going to have to go over and turn the stream off manually like we used to do. Uh, Joe, thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. James, what, are, you, are you in next week? Can you come in? Well, hopefully. Fingers <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network.